0: The Mistletoe Margarita, The Scrooge Driver, The North Pole Punch. The holidays call for cocktails, so get everything you'll need for them delivered with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. So what's it gonna be? Classics like Bullet Bourbon, Don Julio Reposado, or Kettle One, or maybe something new. Find it all on Drizzly where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered for any holiday festivity. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's d-r-i-z-l-y.com today. Must be 21+, plus. not available in all locations.
1: Welcome to On The Verge. This is Zach Spedden, joined as always by Bob Phelan and Nick Stevens, And we're back for our second episode this week as we come in with our annual opening day predictions episode. Uh, We had originally planned to have this on the back end of our interview with Jonathan Mayo of MLB Pipeline on Monday, but that show got really crowded with the Cole Saucer-Tanner Scott trade, as well as release of minor league rosters. So, we decided to give our listeners a second episode this week devoted just to our opening day predictions, and we'll get to that in a moment. But first, um, as our listeners know, we have a Patreon group, and we like to shout out new members of our community as they join. So I'm going to turn that over to Bob.
2: Yeah, so we had a, quite a turnout last last week after... Uh... I guess season comes along and people want to get on board, which I cannot blame them. So Joseph Burns, welcome aboard, signed up for a year, one-year contract. Addison Yee, he's on the month-to-month. Month. He's not so sure. No, I really appreciate you signing up. Jake Galloway is also here. And Nick, no last name given, another $10 patron at a year straight up front. So that's that's awesome. Thank you so much. And we also happen to re-sign Yoni. For a year as well so he re-upped on a yearly rate which you can save a little bit of money that way so helps you out and we're not going anywhere so don't have to worry about uh not getting your value there
1: absolutely we really appreciate the new members of our community and nick just to confirm that wasn't you who signed up with a first name <laughs> only right
0: nope that's n-i-c uh i'm n-i-c-k so for anyone in the chat the very active
2: whatsapp chats uh no one can get that confused there I think it was Nick Caner Medley, old Maryland basketball player.
1: That's good to know. And we'll um, get into our predictions, which is going to span from major league stuff, like, you know, which Orioles are going to lead the team in certain categories to things that are going to happen on the minor league side this year. But as we always do when we make predictions, we keep ourselves honest by recapping the predictions that we made the last time we had a prediction. So – we had kind of a weird off season as many of you know with the lockout so we couldn't fully recap all of our off season predictions when we did our spring training predictions so a couple weeks ago but now we're going to go ahead and mark those down as final and i'll turn that over to bob to uh recap uh what we mostly got wrong but got right in some cases
2: very elegantly put and um Not too many things to go over here, just like five or six things. But we we were asking ourselves, will Tram Mancini be traded, which Dan Connolly is sure of. It will happen eventually. Nick said no, but if he does, it will be to the Brewers. I said he would be traded to either the Tigers or the Mets, and Zach said no. So congratulations, guys. You got that one right, at least as of now. Still a couple uh, days left before the season starts when we're recording this. Same question. Anthony Santander. Nick said no, but he was thinking the Pirates or the Rockies could be a fit if he was traded. And me and Zach both said no, but if it is, it would be to the Marlins, which we we at least had the Marlins on the brain. So there was definitely some contact there. Will there be a surprise trade? Zach and Nick, you both said no. I said yes. I'll take the point, but I didn't specify who, but combined with the Marlins mentioned earlier, I like it. Will a top fifty prospect be traded? I said yes. One of Zach Lowther, Eustonel Diaz, or Adam Hall. Nick said yes. Eustonel Diaz and Zach said no. So there you go. That's a win for Zach. Velocity increase. Who do we think would come into camp? Throw in a little bit, tick or two higher. I said Drew Rom, Zach Peake, and Kyle Bronovich. Nick said Drew Rom and Brandon Young, and Zach said Brandon Young. I didn't see any radar readings, so honestly. I don't know how we're supposed to know the answers to these. We'll have to ask Eric Garfield. He's the closest to the scene. Same with this next one, which was who added the most muscle and improved hitting as far as like a, a breakout guy in the spring. I said Daryl Hernandez and Michelle Deson. Nick said Reed Trimble and Hudson Haskin. And Zach said Reed Trimble. We curse Trimble because now he's out for the year, basically.
1: So thank you, Bob, for recapping those predictions. And we'll just go ahead and jump right in and get started because we've got a lot of things to cover. And the first question is how many major league debuts slash graduations from our top 50 prospect list this year? And I will start with Nick on this one.
0: Um, graduations. Where's my list here? So I said seven, maybe at least seven Adley, Grayson, Bradish, uh, but Tisa wasn't on our top 50. I'm cheating there. Yes. He's on MLB pipelines, top 30. So, uh, but
2: I think he graduates, I said Jemai Jones, Zach Lothar, and Michael Balvin. I'm going to say nine, and those nine will be Adley Rutschman, Grace Rodriguez, and now after Michael Elias's comments a week or two ago, I do believe D.L. Hall will graduate. I think he'll get enough time, 50 innings to graduate. I will also say Kyle Bradish, Kyle Stowers, Taron Vavra. Uh, what was the other ones? Uh, Jemai Jones, Zach Lothar, and... Is that nine? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Kevin Smith?
1: So I'm going to go with 10 on my list, and I'm going to go with Adley Rutzman, Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall. That takes your top three off the list. Kyle Bradis, Kyle Stowers, Michael Ballman, Taryn Vabra, I do believe will get enough at bats to graduate this year. Zach Lothar comes into your barely any prospect eligibility, so I think he graduates. Jamai Jones graduates, and I'm going to make what I think is the boldest prediction in this group and say that Yusneel Diaz will graduate.
2: Yeah, I could see that. And Bauman was the guy I skipped over and missed. I also think he will. So, yeah, that's a lot of turnover. And yet I still think we will have a nice deep farm system high up in the rankings after that.
0: Uh, next one, speaking of uh, graduations, uh, top guy on that list, Ali Richmond, will he win American League Rookie of the Year award? We'll go Zach first.
1: I'm going to say no, uh, unfortunately. I think the, the injury is going to cost him a little bit of uh, lost time. I think the rookie of the year winner this year is going to be Julio Rodriguez. Rutzman will finish well in the voting, but he won't win it. So I'm going to say no.
2: I'm going to say no as well. It's not a lack of faith in Adley. As we know, he's he's going to get a late start to the year. He's working back from injury already. Won't take long, but – If he was in a National League, I'd still say yes. The American League Rookie of the Year competition is going to be incredibly loaded. Bobby Witt, Julio Rodriguez, Spencer Torkelson are all starting the year at the Major League level, not to mention Riley Green could get healthy and come back. There's a lot of great, great names, not the least of which is his own competition on the Orioles, Grayson Rodriguez, if he comes up soon enough. So, yeah, the American League is going to be fun if you're a fan of prospects, which we are.
0: Yeah, I said no as well, and I said same thing as Zach that my picks going to be Julio Rodriguez. I think he's one of my favorite non-Orioles prospects, and I honestly think the Mariners are just a sleeper team this year in general. I think Rodriguez is pretty special talent, so I'm going to go no on top three and give it give it to Julio. But that's also a good point by Bob, and I was going to talk about this on the main episode as well when we talk about prospects, promotions, and, and trades and stuff like you're going to see unbelievable rookie talent this year across baseball. And the fact that people think like baseball is dying, baseball is a dying sport, blah, blah, blah. Baseball is in pretty good hands right now. So it's it's going to be fun.
2: Yeah. Couldn't agree more with that. And speaking of Grayson Rodriguez, will he finish top three in the rookie of the year voting? Oh, that's the same question. (laughs) Basically. uh, I misread that. I thought it was something completely different, but what will Grayson Rodriguez finish up there in, in that top three? let's go with Nick.
0: I'm going to say no there as well. Uh, Hopefully he gets called up sooner rather than later, but um, yeah, I just hope he shows enough, has a good base to go into 2023 as number one, number two on this team. That's, that's what I'm most concerned about.
1: Completely agree with Mm -hmm. Nick. I I don't think he's going to finish in the top three of rookie of the year voting, but hopefully he gets up here quickly and is successful. There's this, There's so much rookie talent in the American League this year that I think it's going to be hard for anyone to come up too late in the season and push for the award, let alone a pitcher who's not out there every day.
2: Yeah, I'll make a lot of the same points I just made about Adley and the same goes for Grayson. It's the competition, and he's not starting the year in the majors, so he's a little bit down. But going back around the horn, let's ask, will he be the top pitcher when it comes to the Rookie of the Year voting? Uh, I'm gonna probably say no, just because
0: I'm going to play it safe here and say that he spends too much time in AAA. Um, like I'm gonna go with my guy Reed Detmers. Uh, I think he's he still he, I think he's still rookie eligible. I believe um, so. I'm gonna go Reed Detmers. Angels, another surprise team this year. Maybe they finally figure out pitching. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah. This is nothing against Rodriguez. Nothing against Richmond. It's just, like you mentioned, the American League, it's going to be a fun, fun conference for a very, very
2: long time. Do you think he'll be the top pitcher uh, out of the Rookie of the Year voting? And I would have said no as well, just because you got Matt Brash, Reed Detmers, like you said, Shane Boz, um, There's, It's just so loaded. There's a lot. And even his own teammates, deal Hall and Kyle Bradish, could give him a run for his money. So as great as I think he will be, and uh, as soon as he is – available at the major league level, I, I have to say no.
0: So at this point, Jack Leiter is going to be in the major leagues also by the end of the year.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm going to go no there too. I think that there's just a lot of pitching talent in the American League this year that's going to be rookies, uh, Brass being one of the big names. There are Detmers who Nick mentioned. So it's going to be really tough to even break that. But if Grayson Rodriguez comes up and performs and he does well, And we're looking at him as a top two, top three starter next year. I'll be thrilled. Absolutely. So uh, looking at another rookie, will Kyle Stowers enter the offseason being looked at as a regular outfielder for 2023? And I will let Bob start with this one.
2: Yeah, this was one of mine. I just thought, you know, we, we have a lot of hope for Stowers. He came on really strong last year. We expect him to take over for Santander in right field as soon as june or july and you know i just thought you know he's got the strikeout issues issues in quotes um may or may not be an actual issue when it comes to his production but you know is he going to do enough to you know be like austin hayes is this year coming into the year when you know you just assume okay austin hayes is in left cedric mullins is in center kyle stowers is in right i think I think he will. I think he's going to get off to a little bit of a slow start when he first you know, makes his Major League debut. We saw it even with Jared Kelnick, a very top-of-the-line prospect. And I think his his type of hitter with the, the power and a little bit of swing and miss in his game could take some time getting used to. But I think he's much like Austin Hayes. He's going to have a hot September and be like, okay, now we know what we've got, and, and we will assume that. I'm going to say yes, yeah well. Like
0: 75% confidence with that answer. Um, he's, as long as he continues to walk, the walk rate has been good throughout his career. As long as those stay high, he gets on base, he can hit for a good average. And like I mentioned before, as he moved up, because you know he played at three levels last year, as he moved up the system, you saw more line drives, and you saw him use more of the field. Uh, and when he went up in Norfolk, you didn't see a ton of home runs, but you saw more line drives, opposite field base hits. One of his two base hits in spring training was a nice opposite field single. Um, I love stuff like that, which is make me, which makes me a little bit more confident in Stowers, and makes me more forgiving of the strikeouts. Uh, but I think he spends a good majority of the year in AAA, and he does enter twenty twenty three as a favorite to be a regular everyday starter in this outfield.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think he's going to be in that conversation by the end of twenty twenty two. He's going to go back to AAA for a little while. I think it's clear that he still has some things that he has to work on, but I liked the way that the Orioles challenged him during his time in major league camp this year. And we know one of, we know that one of two things is very likely to play out either. Anthony Santander is healthy and is traded um, this summer or the injury issues that have plagued him and Austin Hayes could pop up again. Um, And either way, you're going to see an opening for Stowers there. So I think he gets up here this summer, going to have, you know, enough time in the major leagues to graduate and will be right in the thick of that conversation, if not the, you know, locked in starting right fielder in 2023.
0: Uh, Talk about D.L. Ho. So what is D.L. Hall's role when he reaches the major leagues this year? Is he a starter? Is he a
2: closer? Is he a setup man? Bob, what is he? I think he's going to be a guy that they pitch in three-inning stints, and maybe that's he starts a game with the plan to only go those three innings at a time, or maybe he's a tandem with Tyler Wells, who I think they've said they're kind of doing something similar with him, uh, at least in the beginning of the year, or maybe it's just as it comes. If if you need some length, you, you throw D.L. Hall out there to get his feet wet a little bit, but I think they want to try to stretch him out a little bit. Obviously, he didn't throw to that many innings in 2021, so you can't go too crazy to make him start every fifth day. But I don't think you want to limit him to just one inning stints because I think you want to see him face a lineup at least into that second time around and and try to get him to improve that way. So that's what I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, that's about what I'm picturing, too. It's going to be he'll technically be a starter but it's going to be very kind of short controlled outings. I think the way that they handle Tyler Wells in the early part of the year is going to be telling of how they might decide to handle DL Hall when he gets to the major leagues this year. I think like Bob said, you want to see him go, you want to see him try to go through a lineup at least twice. And while any major league experience he can get this year is good, I don't know that, you know, fifth inning – um, you know, outing where he faces three or four batters every three or four days is gonna do him a lot of good. I think that you do need to find that balance of controlling his innings and challenging him because, you know, those short relief stints, I just don't think we're gonna do much for his development. So I think that they're gonna have him start, but it's gonna be short outings, very controlled, almost sort of like a longer opener type thing.
0: Yeah, you guys are too realistic. Uh, it makes too <laughs> much sense. Um, I, I imagine that is what's going to happen. I think he's definitely going to be a starter. And here's here's my – here. it's playing out in my head. Uh, he, they slow play him in Sarasota for sure. Uh, it may be a few more weeks before you see him. You probably see him in Delmarva for an outing or two, a couple innings, one, two innings um, in each of those. Then you see him in Bowie for a chunk. But by the end of the year, I think you save him so much at the beginning of the year, you let him end the year strong. And he's in the rotation in Baltimore, going hard. And Michael Elias, Elias becomes more active on Twitter. Or the, he pulls the burner accounts out on Twitter, saying, I told you also when D.L. Hall is pumping six shutout innings against Boston at the end of the year, throwing 100 miles an hour in the fifth inning of starts, or he's just like ripping his shirt off uh, in one of the, the press boxes up there uh, because he's so jacked that the Orioles – pitchers Hall Hall's the man Grayson's the man Bradish is the man and we're on track for 2024 World Series mark that prediction
2: down. I like your version better I'm gonna say that
1: I'm far more animated I don't know if Mike Elias has that in him but I hope it's true
2: I just you're gonna use I
0: feel like you had to feed the beast with DL Hall I don't think I don't think he's able to just go out there for one inning at a time but we'll see I'm very interested realistically I'm very interested to see how the Orioles play him along this year
2: we saw a little more fire in uh, Michael Ice's comments about uh, Zach Lothar, Alexander Wells, and company uh, this past week. If it's slowly going to build to that level, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for that <laughs> journey for sure. All right. Next one is uh, two top five prospects for the Orioles Gunnar Henderson starting out in AA Bowie and Colton Kowser starting in high a Aberdeen. Do we see them both in the same AAA lineup at some point this year? Let's go with
1: Zach. Yes, you will. Um, I think that the AAA season running later is going to benefit Colton Kowser And there is a possibility that he goes there to get at bats late in the year. And I think Gunnar Henderson, I think he's going to be in Bowie for a little while. But I do think that as long as he hits, as we expect, and he continues to develop defensively, he's going to be in Norfolk. So, yeah, I'm going to say that you see the two of them there for – at least a week at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I thought about going that route. Um, but I'm gonna say no, just because the outfield is so deep that I I could see Cows are pushing for that second promotion to Norfolk by the end of the year, but it probably hopefully Bowie is, you know, pushing for a playoff run. And they say, look, let's just keep you in that lineup every day in Bowie, get you every day at bats. And then by the time that season ends, um, you know, they say, hopefully you had a great season. Let's just go ahead and shut it down and give you some time off before you're back in Sarasota for some off-season work. So I, I'm going to say no, but God, could you imagine Norfolk with, you know, whatever that Drew Rom and, and Gunnar Henderson and Colton Cowser behind him? Like that's – this is just it's adding to the excitement because these prospects are getting so close to
2: the major leagues. I'm going to say yes as well. I think Gunnar Henderson should make – you know, just – all things even, if expectations are met. I think four months in Bowie, last month, month and a half, maybe in Norfolk, uh, if he is lights out, just killing the competition, exceeds expectations, then maybe he gets there a little bit sooner. And I've already predicted that Couser's just going to speed through this system this year, Kyle Stowers asking, make it to AAA. So I have no choice but to say yes, but I, I can definitely envision Nick's scenario as well.
1: So we'll go now with the surprise players of the year. And I say players because pick one for the majors and pick one for the minors. So I'll start with Bob on this one.
2: Oh, boy. Um, I will start in the minor leagues and go with Heston Kerstad. I think, yeah, he will be delayed, obviously, from the hamstring injury. hamstring injury. But uh, I think he will start out in Delmarva, hit the ground running and make it up to double-A Bowie still. I still think he could make it to Bowie if uh, everything goes perfectly. And he needs that kind of luck after the luck that he's had to date. So that's my hopeful prediction there. And as far as the major league level, uh, I'm going to say Ramon Urias is for real. And he cements himself as a guy that should see every day at bats or at least close to it when uh, the team is contending again, or at least for a contending team. Cause I think if things go well for the Orioles, he would be a utility player at best, but maybe he proves that he's real enough that he becomes a real trade asset coming into next off season or, or the trade deadline in some point in time.
0: I like those uh, miners, I'm going to go with surprise. He's not really a surprise for us because we've talked about him so much. Uh, but I'm going to go like Raúl Renhell as this year's like Gene Pinto. So I think from a national perspective, he's going to surprise a lot of people. I'm going to keep riding that train. Um, I'd also it was tough between him and like I also want to throw out Creed Willems. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people in the year in Del Marva. And I was really down on him after last season. We talked about this before, but I think after listening to some older interviews with Brad Sealik, I think he. He brought up uh, Willems' name when you guys talked to him the other day. After what, seeing what Eric Garfield's put out over the last couple of weeks with Willems at camp, I, I'm i getting higher and higher on Creed Willems, so I think he could be a big surprise as well down in the minor leagues. The major league level, surprise, I'm going to go – I didn't think about this one beforehand. I'm going to go Michael Bowen. I think he surprises a lot of people, but like I mentioned earlier, or on Monday show um, – I think he surprises people because he becomes this team's closer by the end of the year.
1: So I, I have a couple of guys in mind for the surprise, but I'm going to hold a few of them aside um, till we have a little bit more formal awards. I think for surprise players, I'm really high on Dante Williams coming into this year. I just think that this is a player who does a little bit of everything well. And he's going to put it together and have a nice year. The question is going to be, how does he get it bats? when you look at that outfield in Aberdeen where you have John Rhodes, who's another breakout candidate, Billy Cook, who I loved what I saw from him last summer out of the draft, and Colton Couser. But Dante Williams just does a little bit of everything right. We know he's a good defender. He never strikes out. He draws a ton of walks. And I know that there have been questions about what that power is going to translate to at the professional level. I'll just say this, which is that I think he's going to hit for just enough power that you pair it with everything else and you feel like you have a pretty solid player in your hands. So I'm going to take him there. And then for the major leagues, I think the surprise is going to be in the bullpen. I'm going to go with Brian Baker. I really like what he has shown this spring. I think he's got good stuff. And I think with an organization that is not as deep as Toronto's is and it was not as active, um, in major league free agency and in trades this off season, he probably would have stuck. So I think the Orioles were lucky to get him. I think he's going to put together sort of a Tyler Wells-esque year out of the bullpen. Um, but keep an eye out on Nick Vespey too, because I think the Tanner Scott trade just opened some new opportunities for him and the Orioles are going to be breathing a sigh of relief that the major league phase of the World Five draft didn't happen.
0: That would be nice. Uh, flip side of that who is going to be a major disappointment this year? Um, Do we want to go majors and minors or just pick one guy in the system?
2: I'm going to be gutsy and go both. Uh, It's never the thing you want to do. You don't want to predict someone's failure. And I'm not. I'm just saying I could see the scenario for these. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Major league level, I'm going to go with Austin Hayes. I think maybe some more frustration with along the lines of injuries and just the lack of plate discipline, not really allowing him to take that next step to be a consistent regular on a contending team. So Austin Hayes would be my major league pick. And for minor leagues, I'm going to say Cesar Prieto. Um, I just could see a scenario where he's not quite as ready for the level of competition that a lot of people think that he probably will be like you saw people saying he should start in double a Bowie. Obviously he's starting in high Aberdeen, which I think is fair. And I'm, I'm expecting him to do well, but say he plays the whole year in Aberdeen or only barely makes up to Bowie and doesn't light the world on fire. I could see people thinking that's a huge disappointment when maybe it's just going to take him a little bit longer to acclimate.
1: I'm going to be a little less gutsy and I'm just going to go with one. I'm just actually just going to focus on one area of the team. So that's why I'm going to try to keep this as simple as I can. The infield outside of Ryan Mountcastle and Ramon Arias at the major league level this year is going to be a disappointment for the first several months. I think it's going to be frustrating to Watts. A lot of nights the Orioles tried to put together something that looks like a coherent major league infield. Mountcastle, I think is going to have a good year, and I think he's going to get better and better at first base now that he can focus on it exclusively. I think Arias is going to have a nice year with the bat but is going to look a little out of position up front while the Orioles are trying to figure out how the rest of their infield is actually going to look. So I think Rugnet Odor, Kelvin Gutierrez are not the answer for a whole season, maybe even half a season. Chris Owings is a nice utility player, but not somebody that should be starting every day. The same with Jorge Mateo. So I think that infield is going to be a real challenge for this team. And then you're just going to have to hope that Taron Vavra, someone in that group of Taron Vavra and Jamai Jones breaks through later in the year and salvages one of those positions, because I think that outside of Arias, the infield spots that are not first base are going to be really rough to watch this year.
0: My biggest disappointment at the major league level, Bob stole mine. And I was afraid to say it, because I feel like we're gonna have to find like a new network to join <laughs> after Chris removes us from Baltimore Sports and Life. Um, so yeah, I just think that he finally stayed healthy last year and had a, a decent season, but I could see a scenario where it all comes crashing down. Uh, and I hope I'm wrong because I think he can be an exciting big league piece in some capacity. I don't know if it's as as an everyday starter, but. In some capacity, I could see him working out, um, but I'm curious to know if it just all kind of comes crashing down this year for him. Um, we'll see. And as far as like a prospect, uh, like I, la, 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 la. I hate saying this one as well. Um, I don't have a specific player in mind, but we really hyped up that buoy starting rotation on Monday's show when looking at these rosters, I think a big name on that buoy rotation that we all love um, and we love all five of those guys, probably six of those guys that starts in Bowie's rotation. I think we see a, a name from that list, not cut it this year and ends up falling out of contention here. Um, unfortunately, I think that's where, that's where I'm going. I don't want to pick a name, but um, obviously all five, all six guys can't can't graduate up to the next level and make it to the major leagues. And, and I think, a lot of Orioles fans are pretty high on that entire list there in Bowie. So I, I think that's where we we see some disappointment. But fingers crossed I'm wrong.
1: I want to throw this out there about Austin Hayes since I'm the outlier. Um, I think he's going to have a nice year if he can stay healthy, which is always a huge if with him. The only thing that I am concerned about is that I think he's actually the one player that I look at on the current major league roster and think – that moving the left field wall back is going to hurt him a little bit. It's going to hurt him more than it's going to hurt Ryan Malcastle and Trey Mancini. And you're not really concerned about anybody else on that roster because it's either right-handers who don't hit a lot of home runs or it's left-handers who hit a lot of home runs like Cedric Mullins. Um, But So I am concerned that the power isn't going to be there for him, but I still think everything else is fine if he's healthy
2: you're just trying to keep your job um no, no. <laughs> <laughs> i'll play devil's advocate f- to your devil's advocate i wonder if moving that wall back actually might help him because the way he slashes the ball maybe he can hit that corner hit those angles and get a couple more doubles mm-hmm. and triples in there even if it makes his home run total go down but who the hell knows how it's gonna all play out <laughs> it would be very interesting to see uh I think we tiptoed around that one enough. The rest are all pretty positive. So 2022 Kyle Stowers Award winner will be, and to explain what the Kyle Stowers Award is, it is the guy who breaks out in a major way, advances multiple levels, and really gets his name up towards the top of our prospect rankings, at least on the radar, uh, heading into next year. So let's go with Nick. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, this is so tough. I'm going to go with a lot of the names I want to say are just way too young. Like they're going to spend all year in Del Marva, maybe a little bit of time at Aberdeen. Give me John Rhodes. I mean, I've said it since the end of last season. This is the guy. Um, it just seems like such an obvious pick there. He's starting in what? Aberdeen? I could see him just dominating Aberdeen, coming out having a good, solid, maybe struggles a little bit to start Bowie, but finds his his niche there, finds his groove in Bowie uh, and becomes a legitimate uh, top-end prospect in this system.
1: Um, So that was my pick. Um, (laughs) And I will agree with Nick and I'll back that up. But just to give another guy a shout out, I have high hopes for Connor Norby this year. I think that the power we have heard about is coming around last year at ECU is going to show itself this year. He's going to play at multiple levels. He's going to put together a good season. And I think that by the end of the 2022 season, we will be talking about whether or not we see Connor Norby in the major leagues in 2023. So I think that he's going to hit his way into that conversation and play a pretty good second base while he's at it. But John Rose is my pick with, Connor Norby sort of there alongside him.
2: Yeah. John Rhodes is my pick as well. Uh, it might be the easy pick, but that's because I feel like it's going to happen. I mean, especially after talking to the guy, I was just so impressed and I just love the way he was handled this spring training. He got uh, some looks at major league spring training when he was not a guy that you're thinking is going to get that first line of looks that, that he did. And he made the most of his opportunities. So I feel like the team is high on him and, uh, so
1: am I. All right. So in a similar vein, the 2022 Gene Pinto Award winner, who will capture the hearts of On The Verge uh, fandom or whatever we call ourselves and become everybody's favorite breakout pitcher. I'm going to start with Nick.
0: All right. The pitchers. Uh, I mean, Ron, how's a good pick? I just mentioned him. So I'm going to go the other guy in Del Marva's rotation and say Moises Chasse. I think that's that's a guy you hear Kobe Perez name drop a lot. He did so on our show, unprompted, throwing Moises Chasse's name out there. Um, I like the videos, the, the few videos we get watching him pitch. Uh, young kid. I think he's got good stuff. I could see him really settling in Delmarva. How old is he? I was trying to find out how old he is. I can't find it off the top here. But um so I don't know if there's an opportunity he ends in Aberdeen or not, but uh, yeah, give me Chasse. And I think also that was a name Ben Badler threw out as well. So that's that's a name a lot of people are, are pretty high on.
2: Yeah, I like Chasse. I like Rangel, of course. Um, I'm going to go with Cesar Alvarez, a young guy who pitched great in DSL. I think he'll be pitching in the FCL, just like Gene Pinto did at the start of last year. And I could see him, Having enough success to get that jump to Loe Delmarva late in the year, like Pinto did, to set himself up for 2023. And I don't know if he counts, but what about Carter Baumler? I mean, this is a guy who will probably also start in the FCL and hope to work his way up from there. So I could see him breaking out. He might not, you know, he's more of a notable name, more well known. He's already got his first Bowman card out there, unlike these other guys. So uh just just an idea. But Cesar Alvarez is my pick.
1: Those are all really good picks. I'm going to go with Ron Hell. Um, what he did last year at the FCL was really, was really impressive. And you could look at his numbers and argue that he should have been in Del Marva at the end of last year and gotten, you know, at least a couple of outings up there. But, it, you know, it really doesn't matter now because there he is in Delmarva. He's going to be in their rotation. I think he's going to put together – the type of season that has us talking about him as a top 30 prospect next year. I mean, he got kind of close this year, but I think he's just going to seal the deal with a really nice 2022.
0: Yep. Love it. And Baumler too. And I think you can put Baumler in there because the kid hasn't pitched since like his junior year of high school. So, I mean, nobody's watched him anytime recently. So I feel like he's not too well known outside of the, the Orioles bubble here. Um, We got looking at the major league roster though. Who is going to lead this team in wins? We'll start with Zach.
1: I'm going to go with Jordan Wiles. Um, I just think that the innings factor plays into his favor. Uh, He and John means are going to be close, but I feel like Wiles is going to be one of those guys that goes out six, five, six innings, every start. He does just enough to keep the Orioles in the game and, this is something that we'll I'll get to a little bit later on in prediction, but I think the Orioles offense is actually going to be pretty good this year. Uh so you pair that with the fact that they'll score runs when he's on the mound. He'll eat innings, and you won't have to burn through that much of the bullpen to get to the end of the game. That's gonna help him out. So I'll take Jordan Lyles.
2: It's a good pick. Um I'm not going to take the obvious pick either. I'm going to go with Kyle Bradish. So, you know, we got Grayson Rodriguez. We got John Means. We got some guys like Liles who he's going to be pitching deeper into games. But I just love what I saw from Bradish in the short time that he had at Major League Camp, let alone what he showed in AAA last year. I think he's got a a real chance. He got used to that AAA ball slash Major League ball. He's used to working with Adley Rutschman, works really well with him. I just see Cobb Radish coming in a little bit late, maybe May, and just taking hold of a rotation spot and making it look good out there. The dream. Um, I'm going to go. We're talking
0: about these guys a a lot this week. They've been under fire. Give me Bruce Zimmerman. Why not? Let's let's go with it. I think he stays healthy and he's the guy who steps up and answer Michael Eyes' call for someone to of uh, that, you know, class Aiken, Bauman, Kramer, Louther to step up. Um, I think Zimmerman does it. And I, I'll give it I'll give it to the hometown kid.
2: Why not? You gotta uh, love three people picking against John Means <laughs> to lead the team and wins I
0: feel I mean, like he's- is gonna be the answer, but like <laughs> yeah. no one wants, we don't wanna give the
1: hope yeah. but- I mean, I love both of your picks. Uh, Bradis I did not see coming at all. So Bob really caught me by surprise there.
2: That's what's the goal. All right, so to go from the pitching to go to the offense and the power. Who's going to lead the team in home runs? Let's go with Zach.
1: It'll be Ryan Mountcastle. The power is real. Um, moving the left field wall back is not going to matter for him because he'll hit the ball. Here's the thing. He hit – 33 or 34 home runs last year, despite a horrendous April, that's not going to happen again. Um, I think he expands on that total a little bit this year and um, leads the team. So I'm taking Mount DJ
0: Stewart. <laughs> no, it's Ryan Mount Like he doesn't care about that stupid wall. Uh, push it back another 30 feet. He's still going to lead this team in home runs. That spring training home run the other day was perfect. It was beautiful. Um, and it was like a moonshot that completely cleared that wall. It just barely went over the wall, but still everything about the swing, I think had another hit uh, or another swing in that game that I thought for sure was gone. Uh it ended up staying in the park, but I think this kid's going to take another big step uh, in 2022. And yeah, the wall's gonna, not going to have any impact on Mountcastle.
2: I was tempted to say Mullins just to give, cause we didn't predict him for anything last year and he deserves it, but it's, I agree. It's Mountcastle. I mean, I know spring training numbers are meaningless and I'm not even just talking about the stats and the numbers that he's put up, but he just looks really poised and confident out there. He looks, he looks tremendous. He's taking pitches. He's putting great swings on good pitches. So yeah, I think he's just improving at a vast rate. He's acting like a veteran and he's what, 23, 24 years old. So love to see it.
1: So who will lead the team in saves? And I'll start with Bob on this one.
2: Tanner Scott, I'm um, shoot, uh, Cole Saucer. No, uh, I'll go with Dylan Tate. I'm going to buy into his improvements at driveline, and I think he could be the right-handed Zach Britton. that We've teased that for a couple people uh, in the past, including Zach Pop. But give me Dylan Tate. I think this is the year he's going to really figure things out, a little bit increased velocity, more break on his sinker, going to get them ground balls. So I'll take him.
0: I like that pick. Uh, I'm going to carry over with what I said with my like surprise. Michael Bauman establishing himself as the closer of this team. Uh, so I'm going to say Michael Bauman. But I feel like it, it's going to be like six saves. It's going to like lead this team. But, yeah, give me Bauman. Cesar Valdez.
1: <laughs> I really, really wanted to go with Jorge Lopez. But I think it's going to be Dylan Tate. I think that he'll... What will separate it is that he'll have more time later in the games, whereas I think Lopez early on, we might see him used in more of a piggybacking type of situation if they want to put him out there after Tyler Wells. So I'm going to go with Tate. I think that, like Bob said, every the work that he put in this offseason is going to pay off. He's going to stay healthy. And he'll benefit, I think, from what is hopefully a starting rotation that – eases the workload on the bullpen compared to last year. So I'm going to take Tate. I like
0: it. Uh, who is, who is the all-star representative or representatives for the Orioles this year? We'll start with Zach on this one.
1: Cedric Mullins. I'm not overlooking him again. I think he's going to have another good season and he'll be right back there in the all-star game. And I think you're going to see John means there. He would have been there last year if he had not gotten hurt. Um, he might not lead the team in wins, but that doesn't matter when we're considering all-star selections. So I think your two Orioles that are all-stars this year are Cedric Means – or, C- God, Cedric Mullins and Don Means.
2: <laughs> That's the Shohei Itani of the Orioles right there. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, I'm going to just – I'm going to have to disrespect Mullins again. I just – I think he's still going to be really good this year. I just don't think he's going to put up the numbers that he did last year, and outfield is really hard – Uh, position to crack when the all-star game comes around so give me ryan mountcastle i think he will like we said when he looks good he'll break out this year even more and give me adley rutschman i think you know he's going to get enough playing time at the major league level i feel like because it's in mid to late july i feel like the all-star game it's a little bit later than halfway so i think he comes up and gives enough of an impression i think also like Baseball is going to want to get these young stars like Torkelson, Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt, Adley Rutschman. They're going to want to get these guys into that in that also game and put some shine on them. So give me Adley. Catching prospects are deep right now, but catcher at the major league level has not quite got there yet. So it's also kind of an easier position to to get in there with. So that would be exciting. Let's let it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I could definitely see that uh baseball inviting uh Ritchman in some way. Home run derby trying to get him there or something. Um yeah, I'm going to say Ryan Mountcastle. I think that's an easy pick. Um you know what? I'm going to get bold. I'm going to get weird and I'm gonna... This isn't a joke. I'm being serious. <laughs> Jordan Lyles. Jordan Lyles is the All-Star. Next question. That slider, <laughs> he's got it working. Something <laughs> weird is gonna happen. I'm just gonna throw this out there. When I'm right, this is it is actually is a joke. But you know what? Um, uh, when this does happen, just just remember, I, I predicted that something's gonna get weird, and we're gonna see Jordan Lyles in the All Star game because it's the Orioles and it's 2022.
2: Michael Lyles doesn't sign a random pitcher for seven million for no reason. He sees something, <laughs> and it, it's yeah. gonna culminate in a. Uh, the wherever the game's being held this year. Um my next one is international breakout player of the year. This is different from Gene Pinto Award, much like the Kyle Stowers Award is different from Biggest Surprise. So uh which internet we talked about the Delmarva roster on the last episode and how excited we are for that. So who's gonna be who's gonna be the one, Zach?
1: Um I'm gonna go with a guy that was not on our top fifty and we got some questions about it after the fact. And same voice Moises Ramirez. Um yeah you know, I think that he's going to go to Del Marva and just mash the baseball. I, I think he's going to hit for a lot of power and there's still going to be some question marks about his profile. Is he going to draw enough walks? Where is he going to end up long-term defensively? But we're going to see the power on display this year. The numbers are going to look pretty good. So I'll go with him.
0: Uh, I am going to say, I want to say Isaac DeLeon. I think this is good defense. Uh, We'll see how the bat plays. Young kid, 20 years old, going to be full-time Sergeant Marva I could see him uh, really breaking out this year. And I really, really, since we're talking about young international guys breaking out, I really love Frederick Ben Cosme. Um, and I also just love that he signs like every tweet with like hashtag legendary. This this kid is, uh, he, he's ready for it. He's ready for the challenge. Um, the premier bunter in the system. Give, give me Frederick Ben Cosme as well.
2: Yeah, I was going to go with Isaac DeLeon, but I'll switch it up and go with Junior Lara. I mean, he was putting up those numbers along with Anderson taylor Santos in a DSL last year. Didn't, you know, less at-bats, didn't get quite the pub. So assuming he's moving up to the FCL along with those guys, I could see him getting more of a shine and maybe getting a taste of Loey Delmarva, much like Michelle DeSone did, just to get him acclimated and ready for the following year. So Junior Lara is my pick there.
1: Yeah, you know, we talk a lot on this show about how the Orioles are going to have players with personality, which I think are the fans are really going to enjoy when you talk about players like Gunnar Henderson, D.L. Hall, Colton Cowser, Grayson Rodriguez, that are going to be up in the Major League soon. But when Frederick Ben Cosme is starting second baseman for the, <laughs> the Orioles in five years, that's just going to be taking it to another level.
0: That is going to be hashtag legendary. <laughs> yes, it is.
1: I am really looking forward to seeing him play this summer. Um, so here's one that's uh, really going to have you um, racking your brains and trying to be accurate and come up with as many names as possible. And that's name the 26 man roster at the end of the season, considering health. So I'll start with Bob on this one. That's
2: fair. Since I came up with this and it's impossible, but um, I'll say Adley Rutschman at catcher Ryan Mountcastle at first, Taryn Vavra at second base, Ramon, Urias at shortstop, Jordan Westberg at third base, Austin Hayes in left, Cedric Mullins in center, Kyle Stowers in right, Robert Neustrom at DH, uh, a bench of Ryan McKenna, uh, Jacob Nottingham, Julio Mateo, and, and Tyler Nevin. And starting pitching, John Means, Jordan Lyles, Grayson Rodriguez, Kyle Bradish, and Tyler Wells. And DL Hall piggyback uh, for that fifth starter role at the end of the year. And uh, all the big names in the bullpen Logan Gillespie, Felix Bautista, Brian Baker, Seal uh, Perez. Um, I ran out of guests.
0: Yeah. I and mean, we're going on two hours <laughs> straight of podcasting here since we're recording this for transparency yeah. <laughs> right after Monday show. Um, Yamago yeah, means Lyles, Rodriguez, Bradish Hall, Tyler Wells, Zimmerman, Tate, Bauman, Branovich, Jorge Lopez. Uh, I'll throw Batista in there and then round out like trades, waiver claims, round out that staff. And then hitters, Richmond, Nottingham, Mullins, Mountcastle, Hayes, uh, Urias, Jamai Jones, Jordan Westberg, Kyle Stowers, Taryn Bavaro, waiver claim or two. I don't know what number I'm at. And DJ Stewart find a freaking way to stay on this roster until the end of time. So DJ Stewart also sticks around.
1: Um, I'm going to be the first one to have Robinson Torinos on the roster oh, at the end geez. of the year, which I'm kind, I of, forgot about kind him. of surprised by. Uh, Robinson Torinos, but he'll be the backup to Adley Rutzman. Uh, and then you're going to have an infield that is Ryan Malcastle, Trey Mancini will still be in Baltimore. Uh, Taryn Vavra, Ramona Rias, Tyler Nevin, who I think sneaks his way into third base at some point this year. Uh, Chris Owens will still be here. You're going to have Austin Hayes. Cedric Mullins, Kyle Stowers, Robert Newstrom, Ryan McKenna, Jorge Mateo around. And then your starting rotation is going to be John Means, Jordan Wiles, Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall, Kyle Bradis, Tyler Wells. And in the bullpen, Brian Baker, C.N.L. Perez, Dylan Tate, um, Mick Vespy will be there, Logan Gillespie, Felix Bautista. And I don't know if I've named enough names. uh, So we'll go with that.
2: (laughs) That was better than I expected. (laughs)
0: Uh, Do we want to do... Let's do these over-unders here. I can just read off all these and we could just say over-under. That's cool. Lightning Um, round. Yeah. Uh, So over-under, Rugnado door, 0.7 war. Under. (laughs) Under. Yeah, I got, like, negative 0.1, and then he gets cut. Uh, Taron Vavra, 339 plate appearances. And all these numbers coming from uh, Fangraph's uh, projections and and Fangraph's numbers here, by the way.
2: I'll say slightly under. Slightly under as well.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say under. Um, Adley Rutschman, 2.7 war. That's a good number. Over.
1: Over, but not by much.
0: I'm gonna say push. He's at 2.7. Um, Ryan Mountcastle, 31 home runs. Mm, over. Over. Yeah, over. Uh, Cedric Mullins, three and a half WAR.
2: Slightly under. Over.
0: Defense. I don't know how to figure the defense. I'm gonna say under, uh, but above three. Yeah. Trey over. Mancini, 26 home runs. Under. Over. I'm going to say under. He gets 15, then gets traded, and I delete social media off my phone for a week. Um, John Means, 4.35 ERA. I'll go under. Under. I'm going to go under as well. Um, Jordan
2: Lyles, 5.60 ERA. I mean, if it's not under, what are we doing here? So I'll say under.
1: God, I hope it's under.
2: It's going to be over.
0: it's gonna be over, but he eats innings. Uh so he's and he around. still makes the all star game. <laughs> and exactly, still an all-star. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez, one and a half
2: war. It's always hard for me to predict a pitcher's war because I'm I'll say Matt Harvey had more than one and a half war last year. I'm going over.
1: Um under.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna say under just because time
0: he's gonna to have to adjust, but we'll see.
2: Uh Santander, 25 home runs. I'll say over, but not all in Orioles uniform, and it doesn't mean that he's going to have a great season.
1: Um, push
0: that was mine. I'm gonna go, yeah, push that to a 25 home runs. Sounds about right. Uh, Keegan Aiken, uh, feature number two. Uh, when all star Jordan Lowes gets traded, 4.95 ERA for Keegan Aiken. Over, over. Yeah, it's like seven. I'm gonna say between (laughs) seven and eight before he gets dumped. Uh, Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: We'll go now to some listener prompted predictions. Uh, We have a few listeners that wanted to chime in with their own prompts, and we'll take those now. And we'll start with one from Taylor. Will Jordan Westburg make his major league debut this year? And I will start with Nick.
0: I think he does. Uh, I. Could see two months or so in Bowie as long as he comes out the gates hot uh, or performing well. He's up in AAA before too much longer. And yeah, we see him in the big leagues by the end of the year.
2: I also agree he will make his major league debut this year. I think, you know, September call-ups aren't necessarily much of a thing anymore since they only limit it to two extra roster spots now. But I think he'll be one of those too. I think he gets a little bit of taste at the end of the season in September.
1: I'm going to say no. I just think that there's too much infield depth on the 40-man roster, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that all of those players are better than Jordan Westberg because they're not. But there's a lot that he would – a lot will have to go right for him to get to the major leagues this year. So my sense is that he'll go to Bowie for a little bit, then he'll go to Norfolk, and they will let him ride out the year there, work on his versatility a little bit more, and bring him into camp in 2023 with eyes on winning second, third, or short. But I don't think you see him in the majors this year.
0: Uh, we go. A question from Ben here Which starter will be replaced when Kyle Bradish debuts?
2: Hmm. I will say not Tyler Wills, who I remembered his name this time. Uh,
1: Dean Kramer. That's my pick as well, Dean Kramer.
2: I want to say this
0: is when Keegan Aiken gets cut off the roster. Bring Bradish up, get rid of Aiken. He's not going to work out in the bullpen. Let's be realistic here. Um, Yeah. Bob had an an addendum here to this question. What about Grayson Rodriguez and Dia Hall when they're in the majors?
1: I think that at some point in the year, you might see Bruce Zimmerman shift to the bullpen. Um, So he's not off the roster, but maybe he goes into the bullpen and i think that one of this is also at a certain point where like nick said you're going to move on from keegan aiken
2: yeah i i think i agree with that um i'll say tyler wells and dl hall there'll be a tandem so that helps there and then zimmerman to the bullpen to make room for Grayson rodriguez
0: yeah i said aiken for the last one so i'll go kramer this time i think he gets jettisoned out uh, and then, yeah, D.L. Hall is a tandem with somebody. Um, Trying to think which one would work best. there? I do like that Tyler Wells. You go to the righty and then you bring the lefty that
2: can throw 100 miles an hour. Mix it up a little bit. I like that. Another question from Ben. He says, will Michael Bauman make the club? And if so, what role will he have?
0: I've answered it twice already, so <laughs> I'm sticking with it. Closer.
1: I'm guessing we mean, like, will he make the roster right away? Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like he doesn't make the opening day roster, but we see him in the major leagues fairly soon, and he will have more bullpen appearances than starts. So it will be a reliever, but he sees time in both roles in the majors.
2: I think he starts the year on the team. I think he really impressed Brandon Hyde when he came in in uh... – close that one inning out and then pitch two more after that i think his velocity is up he's looking pretty good he's looking like the michael bauman that we we liked in 2019 so i i think he will be like a fireman role at least to start where he's like he's gonna he could pitch multiple innings he can get you out of a jam if you need it maybe he becomes the closer at some point like nick said or maybe he earns his way into a shot to uh start eventually at some point during the season
1: So another question here from Ben, which current minor league affiliate has the roster that will most impact the future world series champion Orioles? Ben bringing the optimism with that question. I'll start with Bob here.
2: It's gotta be Norfolk for me. I mean, I think personally I like some other rosters better as far as which game I'm going to turn on when I have my pick of the litter on MILB TV, but Adley Rutschman, Grace Rodriguez, Kyle Kyle Bradish will be there eventually. Um, Taron Vavra, Kyle Stowers. I just feel like there's enough guys that are close and still at the very top of the rankings that they're going to make a real impact and and be the ones that lead us there.
0: Mm, this is That makes a lot of sense. I um, also like Bowie when you look at Gunnar Henderson and Jordan Westberg and Joey Ortiz there and that pitching staff like we talked about. That's such a good pitching staff. Um, you know what? Uh, let's get weird with it. I'm going to say Aberdeen. I think I like Kobe Mayo, uh, Colton Cowser, obviously John Rhodes is a guy we're high on. Uh, Dante Williams, like Zach mentioned, he's high on him. That possible fourth outfield type. Um, Gene Pinto. Gene Pinto, um, you know Connor Norby. Can he become a, a piece? Uh, I think there are a lot of really interesting pieces there, and. To go along with Pinto, like I mentioned this on Monday show, uh, I think there's another name in that pitching staff, that break camp roster pitching staff. Someone else is going to break out from that group. Um, someone's, someone's got to. Uh, so I think that's all. I'll say Aberdeen. Why not?
2: Looney Tunes, man. Looney
1: <laughs> um, Overall, over the course of the year, it's going to be Norfolk, but for the opening day roster, I'm going to take Bowie. Um, you gotta love the fact that you have Gunnar Henderson, Joey Ortiz, and Jordan Westberg in the same infield. And I feel like one of, or perhaps both, Drew Rom and Brandon Young are going to develop into major league starters. I'm pretty much 100 percent there on Rom, and I'm one good season away from being there on Brandon Young. Um,
2: Zach Peak could be a closer.
1: Peak, yep. And I'm, you know, we're all three high on Zach Peak, and I think he's going to contribute to the major league team in some form. So for opening day roster, it's Bowie over the course of the year. It's going to be Norfolk.
2: You could pick the Delmarva roster, but who wants to wait that long to win a world series?
1: Your 2029 world series champions. <laughs> <laughs> the median age of the roster is 24. <laughs>
0: um, so the last question here, this is a good one to end on from Matt. How many major league home runs from Adley Rutschman this season?
2: Let's start with Bob. 22 home runs
1: for Adley Rutschman. I'm going to go 15.
0: Boo this, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was actually thinking along those lines as well, because I'm going to say 17, but you see a lot of doubles, high average, and the work that Rutschman's going to have to do is behind the plate and helping this pitching staff. So I'm curious to see how much that plays a role. So I'll say 17, and people are going to call him a bust, and we're going to have to go through all this drama with the Orioles fans because, God forbid, Allie Rushman doesn't hit 57 home runs as rookie year. here. He's going to be perfectly fine. And like Great. Jonathan Mayo said on Monday, we're winning the 2024 World Series, so we're all good.
2: Predict the home stand in which he hits the warehouse.
0: <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be against a righty because he's got to do it from the left side. It's going to be against Garrett Cole, and I'm going to love every second of that. Hot day in
2: August. <laughs> Actually, it's opposite field, <laughs> right-handed. Let's play baseball
1: over that Yellowstone wall in left field. Um, all right, so I'm going to put this. I'm going to put two more out here. What day does Adley Rutzman make his major league debut? And what is the Orioles' final win-loss record? And if you want to start off with a simple prediction, you can predict whether or not Rutschman's going to debut at home or on the road. I'm going to let Nick start with this one.
0: It's got to be the home. It's got to be home. They're not going to – could you imagine? Um, Give me – give me Monday – no, that might be too soon. Give me Monday, May 16th when they open against the New York Yankees at home. Mm. That still might be a little too early. Uh, since we know he's still some time away from seeing the field and getting game action, I think he just started hitting off a tee, uh, Nathan Ruiz was reporting. So that might be too early, but I, I'll say that. Um, and the win-loss record, I don't know my math. Um, what's the, the what's DraftKings had him at like 62-and-a-half. I was gonna. I'm gonna throw money down on that. To be totally honest, uh, on the over on that. Um, I'm gonna say they go. Give me 73 and 89. Does that add up?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. 73 and 89. That was my original prediction. And I think I'm downgrading it after that trade with the Marlins. It's got to be <laughs> 71 and 91. So still pretty optimistic compared to the public at large. But as far as Adley Rutschman's debut, I got it. It's Friday, May 6th. The Kansas City Royals and their number one prospect, Bobby Witt, coming to town. Mm-hmm. Adley Rutschman's like, let me show you what a number one prospect is, is uh, supposed to do. Actually, Adley might be the number one prospect by then just based on uh, – Prospect eligibility and at bats, but that would be fun.
1: I'm going to say that Rutzman debuts on May 31st, Tuesday night at home against Seattle Mariners. Uh, so you will have him and Julio Rodriguez on the field. So that's going to be fun. In fact, that whole series is going to be fun. So, and I'm going to go 68 and 94 for the Orioles. Uh, rotation is more stable than it was last year. The bullpen is better. The defense is marginally better. And they'll score a lot of runs. But they're still bad. It's just not as bad. That's all we're asking. For. Do we want to do one final question? We always do
0: this. We always just keep extending it. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. But do, do we want to end it with a World Series prediction? A preseason prediction here?
2: We can. Let's yeah.
0: throw it out there. You go first. <laughs> oh, man. Um just thinking about this, like I want to say the Blue Jays, but that's the super easy, sexy pick, so they're definitely not going to make it. Um, so I'm going to say that it is going to be the stuff. I didn't totally think about this before I decided to this <laughs> out there. Um, I'm going to say the Astros get one last run at this, and they make it, and then give me. Oh, what if it's the Marlins? That would be amazing. Um, Give me the – I don't want to say the Dodgers either. Give me the Astros and Padres. Tatis comes back healthy. They're trading for every pitcher under the sun again. Astros, Padres. Who wins? Mm, I hate to say this. Probably the Astros.
1: I'm going to go with the Dodgers out of the National League. And the Rays out in the American League. It'll be a rematch of the 2020 World Series and the Dodgers win again.
2: Yeah, probably. But uh I'll go with White Sox over the Mets. White Sox over the Mets. I feel like you gotta go Mets at that point though, I and mean, skip it to Buck Show, Walter. Ah, he can never win. <laughs> he'll he'll retire and then they'll win it the next year.
1: What's your one weird prediction for all of MLB? Just throw it out there against the wall. I'm trying to think of, like, a team that's
0: totally going to surprise you. But, you know, to get totally weird with it, I I would say that uh, I keep looking at, like, the Tigers and Royals making a deep run into the playoffs. I don't know why. That just sprung out to me. It's not going to happen. But the AL Central, I feel like, I feel like the White Sox could be a legitimate World Series contender, but they could also collapse uh, and things
2: getting really weird in the American League. So why not? You know, I was going to say Detroit Tigers make the playoffs, but I'll say that plus the New York Yankees miss the playoffs.
1: I'm going to go. So two things really for me. The Rays make it to the World Series despite the fact they get into the postseason as a wild card team. Toronto will win the AL East, but the Rays will be the ones that run deep through October. And I think for the first time in several years, someone other than the Astros is going to win the AL West. I think it will be the Mariners, but the Astros will still go in as a wild card team.
0: I like it. It's, baseball is finally here. And to think a couple weeks ago, we thought we may not be getting a, a season, or at least not anytime soon. So this is awesome. This is awesome to think. We finally get to look ahead to real baseball games that happen. What's today? This is coming out, what, Wednesday or Thursday? So tonight, tomorrow night. Time's weird right now when you do this recording ahead thing. But Baseball's here.
2: Baseball's back. Our next episode will include results from official games. That's cool to say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. and Hopefully those of you in the future are uh, enjoying this first week of baseball in the minor leagues and the major leagues, and we hope you enjoyed our predictions tonight. Continue to follow us on Twitter at BSL on the Verge. We will be back with a new show next week. Um, And in the meantime, also check out BaltimoreSportsInLife.com for all the latest coverage on the Orioles, NFL, college sports, and more and hop on the message board there and join the discussion with fellow readers and writers on the site. Uh, Thank you for listening to tonight's episode of Opening Day Predictions that are guaranteed to maybe be... 40% 40% right or so, but we're going to be optimistic and hope for a higher success rate this time around. Uh, Bob, Nick, any final thoughts?
0: I'm talked out. <laughs> yeah. Go else And I'll see you guys uh, in uh, two weeks, probably. I won't be on next Monday's episode. So for sure, th-
1: I'll be back soon. We'll do a to the family. So congratulations <laughs> to you and the yeah. family, Nick. Thank Good you. Good luck with everything. Mazel tov.
0: I'm going to need a lot of luck and a lot of alcohol and a lot of baseball. That's right.
1: (laughs) Well, for Bob Phelan, Nick Stevens, and Cedric Means, this is Zach (laughs) Spuddy, and you've been listening to On The Birds.
0: High Five Casino. High Five Casino is the top social casino where the action and real prizes never stop. With all of the hottest games right from Vegas and winnings that go straight to your bank account, get ready for fun spins and big wins. (laughs) Enjoy free daily rewards and come back to get free coins every four hours. Not just once a day like the others. Visit h5c.fun. That's H, the number 5, cfun And have your high five moment today. High five casino. High five casino is a social casino only. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. Visit website for details.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger.